We bless your name, O Lord, and we confess you that you are the Lord. O Lord, we bless your name, Jehovah, and we confess you that you are the Lord. One more time, I bless your name, Jehovah, and I confess you that you are the Lord. Beloved, I welcome you to this new day. I bless the Lord again on behalf of every one of us. The faithfulness of God has brought us thus far. His mercies have secured us. And we want to return the glory unto him in the name of Jesus Christ. This morning, I pray for you that the mercy of God, one more time this morning, will speak for you. Where it matters today, I pray God will show you mercy. I pray for the church of God in our nations, that the Almighty God will show us mercy. Yes, the cloud of judgment has been hanging over our nations, over families, over individuals. But I'm praying this morning that mercy will step in. God will show us mercy. Lord, I ask again and again for our nations, for our families, for individuals, that Lord, let mercy prevail over our lives. Lord, please deliver us from judgment. Look upon us with compassion. Turn to us in mercy, O God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I pray that that mercy you will experience in the name of Jesus. Now we continue with our discussions on living for eternity. And we are starting with John chapter 9, verses 4 and 5. Jesus said, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comment when no man can walk. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Apostle Paul, writing to the Corinthians, said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, from verse 29 to 31, he said, But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remains that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they weep not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they purchase or possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passes away. Beloved, one of the most critical times in international trips is that of the day preceding the day of one's return back home. 
All along, one could have been catching fun, visiting sites, playing around with friends and watching films. But suddenly, you realize that your departure ticket shows that your flight is just about 20 hours away. It is usually that time you begin to remember that you have no more time to play. Your concern from that point are the required travel documents, what you need to take back home, assessment of your stay so far in the foreign land, and all of these begin to run through your mind. Presently, an additional requirement anywhere now is being free from contagious infection like COVID-19, valid passport, and all of that. Your visa must be in place. Beloved, can you begin to relate this to the journey to eternity in heaven? You must think about this. You might have been like this man above, plain and preoccupied with frivolities, things that won't count in the light of eternity. You had assignments, a divine commission, that you have neglected for a long while now, moving around in the company of jesters and time wasters. Don't you know that you don't have the luxury of time here, friend? Jesus lived in the consciousness of time constraint. He said in John chapter 9, verses 4 and 5, he said, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can walk. He said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And with that consciousness, he, speaking to his disciples then and now, proclaimed in John chapter 4 verse 35, he says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and there come the harvest. He said, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Apostle Paul counseled the Ephesian church in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 14 to 17. He said, Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. He said, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Beloved, those were the counsels of one of the leading voices in the church of Jesus. He said, You that you have been sleeping, you need to wake up. You need to wake up. You need to understand what the will of the Lord is, particularly concerning your life at such a time. Why this awakening call? In that 1 Corinthians 7, from verse 29 to 31, it said, But these I say, brethren, 
He said, the time is short. And he said, if you are married, live as if you are not married. Oh, you are troubled. You have problems. You are weeping. He said, live as if there is no trouble, that nothing is really bothering your life about now. The consciousness of eternity makes you to despise whatever the pains and the aches of this present moment. He said, if you have reasons to be rejoicing, you just got a breakthrough. He said, do as if no miracle has even happened that worth wasting your time or celebrating. He said, if you purchase possessions, he said, do as if you possess nothing. Why? Number one, the time is short. Number two, the fashion of this world is passing away. Dear friends, the fashion of this world is passing away. Now, I, I read the statements credited to the richest man that ever lived, our brother Solomon. He made some declarations in his final evaluation, assessment and conclusion on earthly possessions in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 from verse 4 down to 11. He said, concerning himself, he said, I made me, that is, I made for myself great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. And I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings and of the princes and provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. And whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands have wrought, and on the labor that I have labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. Wow. Can you imagine a man who have achieved so much, acquired so much, just like in our days, the pursuit of many people is gold, silver, houses, all right, cars, clothes, all manner of things. And beloved, all of these things will fade away to insignificance in the light of eternity. 
This man said, whatever his heart desired, he got them for himself. He had special people that were singing his praise, male and female. He had all kinds of assorted instruments just to make himself happy. He had silver like anything, gold like sand. However, he said all of this, he concluded, he said they are vanity and vexation of the spirit because he realized one day he was going to leave them all behind. Now, can you begin to place more value on the things that are imperishables? For example, placing more value on souls instead of gold. Can you remember the assignment you were given? My brother, my sister, can you remember the commission you received from God? Some of us, we were about doing them. Oh, you were zealous, you were passionate. Years ago, you were a force to be reckoned with, a voice to be heard. But suddenly, either the comfort of this world killed that passion in you. Oh, discouragement suffocated that passion that you had. Several things have come your way that kill the vision. The time for you to wake up is now. If you have been working in the company of jesters, people who are time wasters, men and women who are going nowhere, all that matters to them is all about here, all about clothes and all of that. You need to shake off all of those relationships and get about your work. Apostle Paul said he was pursuing something, not concentrating on the past. He said, one thing I do, you go and read the book of Philippians chapter 3, go and read it from verse 10, read it to verse 14. One thing he said he was constantly doing, forgetting the things that were behind him and pressing on towards the point of the high mark. The call this morning, beloved, is for you to rise, put excuses behind you, and walk. Beloved, go back to your assignment. Time is running out. Beloved, just imagine, like I told us before, assuming there is no tomorrow, what kind of person will you be? What kind of steps will you be taking today? It is time to walk. I pray for you, as I pray for myself, that God will awaken our spirit that in the consciousness of eternity, we will matter in the things that matter to God. Those of us who are backslidden out of the place of service, I pray God will take you back there. Those of us who are becoming sluggish and becoming very, very, very shallow in the things of the Spirit, I pray that God will quicken your spirit this morning, that there shall be a revival and a restoration of passion, that our eyes of understanding will be enlightened in the mighty name of Jesus. I banish every discouragement, 
every distraction all from your life. I'm alive that God will set us on our feet. We will run even with the, with, the, with the assignment we have been given in the name of Jesus. At his appearing, may you not stand condemned. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you. Good morning. Your brother, Sunday. Away.